Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. I cannot believe I haven't done a show in a night time for about a year already. It really feels pretty good. I kind of like it. I might start doing it again. Uh, we have uh, a really good show today, and we have Bennett Pomeranz, Dina Remy, Remmel, and Le- Leanne Southern. Am I going to say it wrong? Yeah. Sondheimer. Sondheimer. Okay. Right, all right. So I can sit back and relax, like it said, because Bennett's on the show. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Okay. I'm saying I'm going to monopolize right. this. I am the worst person for the for saying names. A good thing I have an easy name, like Cook. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> people know that. Sometimes I don't even say last names. I just go, okay. <laughs> people, I just say because I know I'm ready, and I they know I cannot do their name. Anyway, I have other qualities, I guess. But we're going to have a fun show tonight, and um I said it's going to be a lively discussion, which it always is. There's so many topics we could talk about. So I'm just going to let first each each of the guests uh, talk about who they are and what they've been doing just a little bit right now, and then we'll just get on to our conversation. Bennett, let's go with you first. Oh, let's see. Other than I'm in self-quarantine, not because I want to be, but because there's nothing else to do, and, I go to, uh, and uh, I'm busy otherwise. You know, it's not quarantine like, oh, yeah, you're in quarantine. No. But I enjoy, I I, I have 6,000 movies. I've been watching the Aspen with Sam Elliott miniseries. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but six and a half hours seems like a lifetime. Is that good? Is it good? You like Aspen? I don't know about the Aspen. It's from 1978. Oh. With Sam Elliott, and I love Sam it's Elliott. just a, it's a great little movie. It's a, you know, it's a great miniseries, four and a half hours. He plays a hotshot attorney with the mustache. Oh God, and um, it's just, you know, yeah. I'm watching things like that. Not just, I'm not watching television as much because I hate to say this, I hate the commercials lately. Yeah. Oh. Well, 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 Hulu, well, Hulu. I think Hulu doesn't have commercials sometimes. I think I, you know, I didn't have Hulu until now. We have Comcast. You know, I mean, I have a lot of different. You know, we have Comcast. I have Prime. I have all that. And, and then they still, beside all of that, then if you want to watch something, they want you to pay for something else. I'm thinking, like, are you kidding me? I mean, we have all these things, and I think that's what's going to happen to people. They're going to get sick of paying for certain things when you're already paying for, like, memberships. And now when you have a membership and you paid for it, now they want extra money to see a movie. 
you know, and so that's I think that's why I own six thousand movies, Marcus. Oh, you, oh, you mean you own them? Oh, you, you own I them? I own them. There is no, there is no ads. <laughs> it's okay. I can watch. Well, unless it's like okay. you get it in front of the thing, but oh. otherwise I can watch anything. I have. All right, well, now and we know what you're doing. Okay, Dina, what are you doing? Uh, I am, for the first time in my life, I am teaching my classes remotely. So this is my 30th year, and it's quite auspicious because I've I've got three computer screens in front of me from 7:30 in the morning till 2:15 in the afternoon. Oh, teaching wow. kids, are they paying you know, for all of them, or are you paying for all of them? Oh, the district gave them to me and everybody else. We have um, they, uh, the district formed a uh, digital academy, and I'm one of the teachers in it. Oh, well, that's can good. I that's ask good. A, can I ask a silly question here? If little Johnny misbehaves, can you ch- chise him, uh, chastise him? <laughs> From the little Johnny, don't do that. Don't don't hit Sally. You know whatever. Same rules apply, my friend. Same rules apply, and you know you just uh, chat with them privately, or you call. How many hours? How many hours a day? Uh, Seven thirty to two fifteen. That's a long time. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, you got to build in breaks, got to stand up and stretch and do some silly things with them. And I always start the day, each class. How old are they? How old are they? And they love it. What um, age group? <laughs> yeah, 13, 14-year-olds. Oh, boy. That's right. right. Yeah, so, is, seventh, eighth graders. Yeah. So seventh graders, I think they're 12, turning 13. And, uh, yeah, but I love mm. them. They're great. They're great kids. But you can't uh, talk so baseball or football with them. There is no football season. There is no nope. real baseball. Come on. No. Yeah, it's really something. All right. And you're an author, so we tell people just a little bit about I am. I okay. am. So, yeah, I have like about, I don't know, 19 or 20 books out there. Um, you can just go to my website, com, or you can go on Amazon. And um, I have one in the bucket that um, is with my agent, um, and I'm just wondering about the timeliness of the the theme of the the story because um, you know it does broach the racial divides and um, so it, it's interesting. It's interesting. There yeah. is that problem. There you is know. a huge problem right now. We have a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, we really know, I a say this to you because yeah, I get people I know, but I get people asking me, and they try to spell your name or Leanne's name, and I'm going to say this without sounding rude because I get the email afterwards. I don't know if Marcia does too, but I get the email afterwards, and it's like, how do you spell her name? I'm trying to find oh. her book. Yeah. All right, so it's Dina, D-E-E-N-A, Remiel, R-E-M-I-E-L. Well, they have to just go to the show page. It's right on the show page. <laughs> and I have, they I have pictures of the book. These people are lazy, Marsha. These people are lazy. They find a guest like me, and they ask me. Yeah. Well, no, I think I, I'm pretty much. They they probably see the things and they know that they you know, and they could always ask me questions. All right, Leanne, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. 
You know, Leanne, oh. I have to say something. I looked up when I was, you know, I keep all my messages. I think since 2011 is when I met you even. I think so. I know you for a long time. I saw my messages <laughs> to you. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, see, I am a newspaper editor for two small papers in the far corner of southwest Missouri. And I'm also now the only, in addition to being editor, the only reporter, photojournalist, feature writer, and I no longer have a sports writer. So it's pretty much me for two towns. And they're 40 miles apart. The two towns are 40 miles apart. And, of course, right now everything is shut down, so it's a challenge. Um, I do write fiction. I have about two dozen novels and novellas. And they're mostly various flavors of romance, ranging from my classic vampire romance to this mainstream romance, Sweet to Heat, I like to tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't forget to reprint the one I did. <laughs> right, and one of them has a, been, a forward from Bennett Pomerantz, and that's the Comanche Vampire. And he offered, and so I've made probably the fastest novel writing in the world. And said, okay, I've got it. Well, well, forward. I hate to say it. People have asked me this story many times. You tell it. <laughs> but you tell it so well. All right, I was on. Okay, one of I'll tell Okay, well, I can even tell it already because so well. I've heard it so many times, so I might even be able to tell that story <laughs> for both of you. I go, go ahead, Leanne. Go ahead. Oh, Bennett can do it. Bennett does it so Oh, Bennett? Okay. Yeah, let Bennett Bennett? Bennett, go ahead, Bennett. Uh, Basically, I loved one of Leanne's other books, and I loved it very much. And I said, you write the next book. I'll do the forward for it. Okay? Mm -hmm. And Leanne said, really? And I said, yeah, really. And two weeks later, I get this message saying, Bennett, I'm finished the book. When's your forward ready? <laughs> <laughs> Did you add your You know, writing, this is a good thing to talk about. You know, I've been listening to a lot of webinars, webinars, and I actually think, you know, I think people are out there that have read, you know, they've written books, they've done a lot of things, but if you listen to some of these webinars, sometimes – a lot of these newer people that are doing the webinars, they have some really good tips, you know, and I turn it off usually like when they're starting to sell their services, but I, but they really are, they're pretty good. So I think if people are, you know, sometimes you're wondering what's, if you get, you get it in your email that this is a webinar and some of them are good. They really are. So I would advise people that are thinking of just some new ideas that, you know, that sometimes, you think you thought of things, of a lot of things, but you really don't. And sometimes something that they say really sinks in, and it does help. So I think you know it's not a bad idea if you see some of these webinars on there. Just go in. You can go, you know you click on and put your email, and then they let you you know you go in, and and they're pretty good. So I think and you know they what, were if talking. You come away with one thing from yes. these things. You're winning. You come away yeah. winning. Even Have you listened to thing. some of them? Do you listen to some of them? Yeah, I get, like, emails. I do the email yeah. thing. Just email me, yeah, me and yeah. I'll have it sit there so I can open it up at my leisure. Yeah. Because That's most of I these do. webinars you know. happen when I'm teaching. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think, or, you know, or, and let's just talk about one little subject before we do any others. Okay, so you wanted to talk about this, so let's talk about this. When, 
you have an autoimmune disease, and you are at home, and you're teaching. So what do you say to people out there that have, there's so many autoimmune diseases out there? So how do you manage to do your whole schedule in you know at this time right now? Because it is difficult right now. It really is. It's exhausting. You know, anyone with an autoimmune disease, you know, uh, everybody reacts to it differently. To any, you know, and there's so many different types. You know, um, with multiple sclerosis, even with that, there are differences from one person to another. Um, so basically, you really have to know yourself. You have to know your limitations. You got to know um, how much is too much. And you have to, and you have to be a staunch advocate for yourself. Um, the reason, the whole reason why I'm teaching remotely is because I advocated for myself. I was proactive. I, when I first heard inklings of a, of academy or teaching remotely, I'm like, I'm all over that. And I went to my uh, superintendent and assistant superintendent, and I said, I'm all over this. I need to be there because I don't have a choice. And um, now, you know, I'm in a situation where I have, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a room that I can call my classroom and, you know, I'm not bothered by anything or anyone. And and as far as uh, pacing myself, I'm the one who really has to get up and move or else, you know, use it or lose it, you know, or pain. So, yes, with every class, I do have to get up and stretch and do some activity. I play music that that soothes me. Um, and the kids just happen to love, you know, 70s and 80s music, so yay. Yeah, and yeah, too, right. you know, and all that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what are you um, playing with that? your class? I'm going to ask. What What's are you that? playing with your class? What am I, what? You I'm sorry, you tried to hear. You're playing your music. What is, what's oh, your music? Oh, yeah. So today, today I played Genesis. Um, Ooh, yeah, home, nice. by, home by the Sea. And uh, Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill. I played the Beatles, um, like Hello, Goodbye, and, uh, you know, really just like start of the day music, just really driving. I've done um, Fleetwood Mac. I've done, you know, all the 70s and 60s and 70s. No Sledgehammer? You said Peter Gabriel. No Sledgehammer? Um. I know it was Salisbury Hill. It was whatever came next after, uh, you know, on the queue. So, and I'm like, it was really good because it's a real nice grooving start to the class, you know. And then um, I usually have like two or three songs lined up, and the, the kids love it. But there was one girl. She says, "Oh, this class is vibing today." Well, I mean, look, it's, it's a whole new. It's, it's really a whole new way. It's really a whole new way of doing things that, you know, uh, thank goodness that we do have that for them because I don't really know what kids would have done right now because this is not a, this is a really hard time now. I mean, for kids especially, you know, um, I, yeah. you know, in the, the age you're teaching, you know, seventh grade and you know, people that are you know, in eighth grade, 14, yeah, eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, you know, that's a tough time. That, look, at, you know what, actually, when I'm talking, I'm thinking all ages. Of this, it's a hard time for everybody in their own way. You know, Leanne. So you mentioned that you were having book signings and you can't do that now. So let's talk a little about that because you're not the only one. I, there's so many people that are not. There's no book signings, no conferences. So how do you how do you feel about all this? Well, I miss the book signings because those were you know good times. 
a lot of them I would have with a friend. I have a friend who writes mystery, and we would call it a day of murder and romance, and we would do joint signings. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we usually, by this time, we usually have done like at least four of those this yeah. year not because you just can't. Yeah. And I was going to go to the Mall of America this year and be there as a guest, and they shut it all down, and it ticked me yeah. off. I would have loved to go to the Mall of America and see Michelle Prince, and uh, I love Michelle Prince, and other people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay, let me rephrase this. She's happily married to her husband, Reginald. I love her <laughs> as my friend. And, I, I, you know, somebody said, you love her? Yeah, I love her. But um, I would have loved to have gone to the Mall of America, saw her, had lunch with her, spent time. Not, a lot of these yeah. guests I know from my shows and Marsha knows from her shows. Yeah. And we'd love to have gotten together and had lunch or or well, spent yeah. time with each other. Well, I'm hoping yeah, that it'll happen so again. Hard. So I think, you know, that's one of the good things about, like, the radio shows. Leanne, I forgot to tell you that if you have a question, you can ask Dina or Bennett, you know, in, the, in oh, my show. Yeah. we go, You know, everybody can ask. Or Dina, you can ask Leanne, whatever, you know, if you have a question. Because, you know, we're on the radio, not in the same room. So although some people sometimes think we are, we're not <laughs> in the same room. So I think that, you know, you may have a question. And sometimes people don't ever get to talk to each other except on shows, you know. Uh, it's all email or texting, you know. And so I think right now people, you know, like Bennett is saying, you know, the old friends that you have for all the years, you know, they come on the shows and, you know, we're all talking because we're all in the, this is a time when we're all in the same boat. You know, yeah. here we are. Well, I have a you question know. for Leanne. I do. Okay. It's, uh, I want to know if uh, if it's similar out there. I've heard it from other author friends. Um, in our circle that um, since all of this happened, you know, since we've all been shut in pretty much, um, do you have a creative bone in your body or have you been able to um, create original works? Because I am totally shut down creatively, but all of my personal energy is being spent on creating lessons and making that enjoyable and engaging for the yeah. kids. Yeah. I've got yeah. nothing right. left for me in terms of writing. So, Leanne, what is it like for you these days? Mostly I'm doing because journalism and creative writing, like my fiction, are such different animals. Right. And I spend so many hours with news, it's hard to switch back and forth. I have yeah. some projects I'm working on, but my progress on my fiction is very, very slow because I just, I don't know, I don't have it. You're right, you don't have it in you. Yeah, yeah so I think Can I mean, I that's chime in on this one, ladies? Can I chime what? in on this one? Yeah. I find I have a creative outlet, and they thank Marsha for it, but my Anything Goes show, it's my creative outlet. I get to, for one, talk to guests like Dick Dizel, yeah. get to talk yeah. to Elizabeth Black, get to talk to other people, even you ladies. And I love all you ladies. You're beautiful, all three of you. But you get to talk to them and you get to expound on ideas and, and yeah. things. It's not just like, oh, I've got an hour and a half and it's just, I'm bored. No, it's yeah. I'm talking to people and trying to get, we're getting interest to each other. We're we're talking about yeah. 
what's going on with each other. Right. And that that is really true. And, you know, when Dina was on your show, uh, I, you know, on the network, so I I, I asked you if I could come on to talk to Dina and tell her, you know, the fact that uh, when the creativity is, you know, I'm better now. I am doing it now. But I have to admit when I, there are times when I just, you, I didn't ever have this where I just go, oh, I don't care. I never had that. I just always sat down and wrote and whatever, you know, and did a lot of things, you know, marketing, you know. And then I get on there and I go, oh, fine, you know. So I'll do it. But, you know, and so I think creativity for people is difficult now because it's just you know, you, the outlets that we had, you know, and everybody wants to write, and that's fine. But sometimes you're critical of yourself and whatever, but we're all in the same boat, like I said before. And I think what's happening is some of the creativity just isn't there because we are tired. I mean, certainly if we're listening to the news, that's really tiring. And, and yeah. you know, it that I, I try not to, but then I do. You know, I, I do. And then if I'm listening, my husband's listening, all of a sudden I'll go and I'll go, what did that say? And I'll go in there. And then I lose my train of thought because I'm, you know, I have to admit after I, and it started in March when I start, started having my shows. And in March we started talking about this. And then I, I go like, oh, my God, now it's the end of August. We're, what's happening here, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind yeah. of like, you know, nobody has holidays together, whatever the holiday is. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, fine, you know. Um, in my case, we didn't have Passover, then we have Rosh Hashanah, then mm-hmm. I'm thinking then there won't be, you know, I don't know what the kids are going to do for Halloween, and, you know, people didn't have right. Easter. So, I mean, and then will we be able to have Thanksgiving and whatever, Christmas, Hanukkah? I mean, those are things that families need, you know. Yeah, we all true. need that. So, I, you know, does anybody have a feeling of what might happen for us in October or November? I mean, I don't even know. I didn't think you it would want be that my long. opinion on this or not? Okay. Ladies first. Yeah. My opinion? You can give your opinion. Okay. I think, and I'm hoping God be willing, knock wood, anything else you want to call it, I hope there's a vaccine. I'm hoping that the, the death rate goes to nil or at least limited. Okay. I'm hoping that these people that are in hospitals and they're saying they want to use cadaver blood or, or press infected blur, bl- uh, bl- if I can say it, I'll be happy. With blood the plasma? And the plasma that they're talking about. Yeah. You know, I don't care if I get Tom Hanks or Rita Wilson's plasma. I don't care. But I'm hoping that if the vaccine's done and we go back to some sort of normalcy. I hate to wear a mask every five minutes. Yeah, I know. We all, yeah, those are the things I that we have I was in the grocery do. store earlier today, okay? And I asked the, the person behind the deli counter. I said, is this fresh? He said, what the heck did you say? Yeah. And I thought, you know, nobody hears you beyond the mask. And yeah. a pretty face of a beautiful woman and I'm not saying the ladies on this panel aren't beautiful but there was a beautiful woman at the grocery store and all you could say is I love your mask yeah. Yeah. that's, that's yeah. the new 
that's the, it's not a pickup line, but it's the new Well, I think uh, for, me, for me, you know, I am a talk, we know that I like to talk a lot, and I'm a touchy person where I hug people, and, you know, I, I like mm-hmm. to talk to the people. I like to talk to waitresses, servers, you know, wherever I am. And I can't, and that, that to me, I, I always, you know, you get stories in your mind from people that you see around you, you know. It, you don't have to be, you know, thinking of a certain thing and all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, you know, because you heard something. But if you're in the house, you know, it, that's a little difficult, you know, and you can't, you know, and you can't imagine that we all could have, none of us could imagine this could be, but we're doing it. Leanne, how do you feel about that? Pretty much the same. Yeah. I am yeah. so tired of wearing a mask and not yeah. – so many of my even meetings are Zoom meetings now. So yeah. when I cover yeah. city council, it's not – you don't get to see people. Yeah, I know. And, and I think for most of us, old. like there are writers, we get a lot of information by talking to people and seeing people, you know, just overhearing some of their comp- – you know, sometimes you're just sitting there and a couple – a lot of people go to coffee shops and they're like, you know – they're they're like really upset now because they can't write because they actually that's where they write. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. at home. So I think that you know and we're all learning. Yeah, and we're all learning different. You know how to be how to do this. You know, and um, I was going to write a book, a children's book, and I was going to you know have my, one of my characters with masks and all that. And then I started writing it, and I went like, oh, I, I can't write anymore and write this because I hope that I can't. I I, would, I myself was getting like my poor little character. I'm giving him a mask. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. these are cute little characters that I have, and now I'm going to put a mask on them. So I'm thinking like, oh, forget, you know. So I I told the illustrator because I wanted them to maybe put a mask on my characters, and I thought like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I hope this is done mm-hmm. soon, you know. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it, I, I my feeling is, and Dina, as being a teacher, I, you know, I this part that really upsets me is watching these little kids, like they had something online and I saw it, and they were like all separated at lunch wearing masks, and they were all sitting at their own tables. I'm thinking, oh, my God. You know, I, I that bothered me, you know. Above yeah. all the other yeah. things, it seemed that's just really, maybe because I worked for a pediatrician for all these years, but the thought of them mm-hmm. just sitting alone, you know, because mm-hmm. lunchtime for kids, even though they fought and, you know, they, you know, some of them had to go into another room because they were fighting and yelling. But that's kids. And now they're just sitting there just eating and all by themselves. So I, I yeah. guess, well, you know, yeah, what do you have to say about that? Yeah. Crave, we crave human touch. We crave yeah. interaction. And, um you know, thank God for those Zoom type platforms where we can yeah. see each other yeah. with FaceTime, Skype, and all yeah. of that. But yeah. it does not replace, and it cannot replace human touch. And I have not, I have not received or given a hug to my children since before yeah. spring break. Um, yeah. They live, you know, they're older, so they live. You know, in their own apartments, and um, they can't control their roommates and where they go and what they do. So it's not sure that they, you know. So it's it's pretty difficult, you know. And I feel so badly for those individuals who do live alone, who um, crave that in-person interaction, uh, even a handshake. My goodness, you know. know. Even just that touch is so important and um, I feel bad for our kids because um, they absorb the, they absorb their world through touch we're talking early childhood 
you know they absorb their world through touch and um you know it's a it's a, a trying time for everybody um i i really feel like um you know this like how much longer like can it just do it how much longer do you think this will go on? And I'm not trying to be funny. Well, how much longer do you think we're going to well, have this? I, I, I think with next, the, like, next I think, summer maybe? Yeah, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, the, one of the problems is, is that um, if you have a vaccine, you know, Working through, you know, with kids, I mean, that we gave shots all the time and, you know, the flu shots and all. But you see, all if you, you just can't do things this fast. I mean, I'd like to believe right. you can, but you just can't. You have to test, you know, the FDA. And, you know, this is how we've all lived our lives, hoping that the FDA is there for us, hoping everything you know, is a certain way because, you know, you have to have some rules, some regulations, otherwise this won't be America. So, I mean, kids get sick a lot, okay? So we don't know what's going to happen now because they haven't been together until now, and that's when the problem is because when they're little, you know, and – they get coughs that, you know, I mean, everybody knows if you either had kids or teaching or whatever, kids get sick a lot. So if they they weren't getting sick, yes, they weren't getting sick because they were apart. But now putting them in the situation, we don't know what's going to happen. So because we're not unified as a country, this is what happened now. So the parts like um, Illinois now today, they were saying parts of Chicago are fine. Then they said a couple counties. Now they have to go back to what they were doing before, and they have to, you know, close the restaurants, nobody can go inside. Like, I, I haven't been inside one, but some are going in restaurants, and a lot of people are eating outside. But now they're closing inside again. So I think every governor and every mayor, whatever, everybody's making their own decisions here about what's happening, and that's all well and good, but it doesn't seem to be enough to keep everybody healthy because you go across the state line, somebody brings it, you know, and so I don't know. Yeah. The answer is it could be a long time because if you can't get a shot, if you can't get a vaccine, which I don't know, and a lot of people won't take it because you have yeah. to make sure that it's going to be okay. This is a this is a virus that has so many side effects. This is not – if you have the flu, there's – Several things that happen to people, you know, how you feel, you just can't move, you got a fever, you got a sore throat, you got a cough. But this, this right now, this COVID has a lot of things in for later on. They don't know what's going to happen. So that's why it's going to take but a long I time have to figure allergies, okay? I have allergies, and I yeah. sneeze. And do you know how many people freak when I sneeze? I mean, it's not green. It's, not, it's just water. And how can I express it? Water from the allergies. Well, okay? right. that's how allergies they're, are. They're all going, good. you have COVID. I said, no, I have allergies. I take pills for them. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. can't you sneeze somewhere else? <laughs> it's it's for true. Mm-hmm. Can't you sneeze? I mean, somebody well, I, well, it, it is true, though, because wow. I have allergies, and I'm sitting, I'm, I'm in the grocery store, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I think I have to cough. So I'm coughing. I'm thinking, I think I'm going to throw cans at me if I cough, you know. So I'm, right, you know, and right, actually, yeah. <laughs> this is so insane, you know. I mean, it's like you, you can't. 
some of the things that we're doing, it's like you know in your heart you're going like, am I crazy or what's happening here? You know, I said before the show, I was telling you there's a Hulu has a new show about COVID. It's a comedy thing and talking about, you know, at this time now, and I remember on my first show that we did with COVID, we were saying, ah, nobody's going to talk about it, whatever, now. But actually some of the things that they were saying I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, well, right, because everybody's wiping everything off. And, you know, we don't really know anything about this, even though we know, but we don't know. So, I mean, it's like anything else. And even when I was in school learning, you know, laboratory techniques and everything, I think of all the things that I did years ago that if I right now I'd be shuddering that I things that I did. You So, and now the people in the labs, you have to realize that all these things – Take people that know what they're doing. You can't just train a person one second and go like, oh, I think you should go over there and take a nose mm-hmm. culture. This is not a good thing. This right, is right, not good. Right. You know, so here we are right now, you know. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the creativity and everything relies, because here we are, we said so we're not going to talk about COVID. <laughs> we're going like, oh, we're talking about it, because you can't help but talk about it. Because we're right, living well, it. like I'm wondering if it's going, if it's weaving its way into people's stories, like you were talking about with your children's book. Are yeah. people really, are they weaving it in, or are they ignoring it? You know, well, I think uh, like because, the soap operas, the, I mean, the soap operas are ignoring people it. like me that are kind of stunted at the moment, but there are plenty of yeah. other people that um, they've taken this opportunity to really dive into their creativity and not let it get to them and. And they're writing, and so I'm wondering, you know, um, is it's it not just you. Care? It's not. I have a lot of guests on the shows, and we all are facing the same. A lot of people are facing it if they're really like I was saying before. I admit, I am tired of all this. You know, a lot of people go, "Oh, yes, it's good, it's whatever," and I'm thinking like, "Everybody's doing great," and I've been, but I admit I am tired of it. But I'm still going to wear a mask, and I'm still going to do what I have to. So no, you're not alone because it's, you know, like Leanne said too. You know, everything has changed for her in, in her work environment, but it's still we're still going on. So I like yeah. even in the soap operas, I noticed they got some soap operas back. Right, they're all standing far away from each other. You know. And they don't mention COVID. So maybe that will be what will happen. People will just go back to doing what they're doing and not bring it in. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be well, difficult. Is NCAS going to arrest the guy at a distance? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne, what do you think will happen? NCIS regular, classic, whatever you want to call it, is coming back. As I said, are they going to arrest the guy at a distance? But are they coming back now, yeah. or are they just maybe coming back? Yeah, they're going to come back. They they're uh, they already August the fifteenth was they were started filming. Oh, Leanne, now what do you they think? may be testing oh, and doing masks and doing indoors. You know, I just don't know. I like to hope <clears throat> that things will get back to normal. Yeah. But it just seems everything is so unknown. It's just, it's strange, and it's just, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I think what is, okay, is, Leanne, without sounding rude, what is normal? <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. What is normalcy? Was it pre-COVID state, or was it no mask, or was it um, no virus, or what was it? Yeah, no virus. Uh, probably, you know, the freedom to like 
I went out to eat last week because I had to do an interview at a restaurant yeah. for the first time in like five months, and it was strange. Yeah. So, right. you know, what was normal? Normal was being able to go out to eat to the hairdresser to see a movie, right. and now right. most of those things are closed down. Yeah. They did open some of the movies, but what I can't understand is they say, okay, the movies are, you know, they're distancing, whatever, but you can, if you, and they're going to have popcorn, you, if you're eating, you can take your mask off. So the way people eat popcorn, sometimes people are eating popcorn the entire show. Have you ever been to a movie? Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, so. How is that good then? They don't have their mask on. So I don't understand. And you're it's still in the theater. So I don't know. It's so new. And I'm ho- like, I think we're all hoping that it'll just disappear. And I don't know that it will, though. That's the thing. We're, we all, by in March, we were hoping. Then it was April, May, June, July. Now we're in, you know, we're going to be almost yeah, in we're, September. We're almost in September, right. It's like, like what is so going to really happen? And, and, what? How's Christmas going to be? Are we all going to get together at one party? Well, that's and, what I said. All these are holidays, or all the holidays, people are missing with their families. You know, and that is a part of life. You know, that is. And then, you know, are people going to be depressed about that because they are because they want to see their families? You know, I don't see hardly anybody. You know, and um, so I think that this is this is what's going to happen. So hopefully, we're all just hoping for that it'll just go away but i don't know that it will i mean i'm hoping because i i normal to me is just like what leanne said just being able to go out to eat and just not and have a good time and not think about anything that you're going to be getting sick and do it without a mask you know i mean to me normalcy is you know like well gina you're sitting there you're sitting with your class you know and how many weeks are you doing this already two four weeks four it's four already? I've been oh, doing this man. since June 30th. Oh, I'm sorry, July really? 30th is when we started. Oh, July 30th. Really? Oh, that's, that's yeah. early. Everyone else, like in Arizona, um, August 17th is when everybody else started. But the Digital Academy, there was no reason to wait. So we yeah. are on a regular school year. Yeah. 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 See, I mean, so, so how do you think, and how are the kids reacting? Are they okay with this still, or...? You know, our key word, our, our motto is perseverance. These kids are yeah. fantastic. And, yeah. you know, they're tech savvy too, and and yeah. some, some of them, you know. And, and so we just, we laugh about it. We're like, okay, what kind of Zoom-tastics are we doing today? Like, yeah. I scheduled all my classes today as usual, but for some reason they couldn't get in without me giving them a link through Google Classroom. So, yeah. you know, but then we have normal days where, you know, you know, they come in, we get to work, and it's like, wow, we actually had a normal session today. Woohoo, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't I would, I would love pressure. to. I would love to go in into your class on, mm-hmm. on, on, your, on either your IP or something else, and you throw your voice behind mine. I don't say anything. <laughs> and that'll oh freak them out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a a movie placard um, from Blockbuster Video. Remember that place? Yeah. Shut yep. down. Yeah, I remember that everything. place. And I have a placard of Gene Wilder's face as Willy Wonka, and I had to have it because he's my favorite. <laughs> 
so that's Bennett's right now, favorite. That's I one of Bennett's favorites. Hanging in the classroom with um, the quote, if you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it, you can change the world. There's nothing to it. Um, so my classroom, I had to bring everything back from my classroom. And so now I have him behind me. And in Zoom, you can um, create a virtual background. And it's not perfect. It's a little clunky. And every now and then, you can see him behind me. So the kids have dubbed him Creepy Jeans. Uh, <laughs> every now and then, it looks like he's, like, peering over my shoulder. <laughs> Remind me. you got to make me a copy of it. Oh my God. See, I get so you know. Funny. I guess you, you know, like the way you the way you're talking. So it seems okay. like the, the maybe the kids are doing better than a lot of the adults. You know, they're just yeah, they're, you, know. you know what they're not thrilled to be there. They aren't. If we're to be honest, we would much more prefer to be together in person. Yeah. But yeah. we are doing our best to make it um, you know sociable and engaging and and getting some learning in because that's important yeah. as well. Yeah. I I will say I'm not feeling the same pressure as I normally would. Language arts is a very high-pressure position, and um, I'm not feeling that only because whatever we get in them is good. You know, it's better than nothing, and it's not the perfect scenario or the perfect situation, but the kids are learning. They are, and they are thriving. um, Can I ask a silly question? Can I ask a silly question? How does the kids go to the library now? And I'm not trying to be funny. It's electronic. Yeah, like um, I looked up and there are a bunch of places where you can get free books to read (laughs) electronically. Um, You've got the Gutenberg Project. You've got Arizona's got a website. There's a website called um, getepic.com, which, um, well, as a teacher – I get it for free for the kids during the school time so they can read it for free there. Um, But there are also other websites that I shared with my parents over, you know, our Meet the Teacher slideshow. I said, here, this is where the kids can get books. Our public libraries have overdrive, um, and so they can get their books. They can borrow their books that way. So, and then, of course, I'm sure Amazon is booming. The what? The what? Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, what about it? I used to love looking at zoology and um, (laughs) every other topic, and you go in, and with the Encyclopedia Britannica, you had pages and pages and pages of things that were so good. Now it's sort of cut and dried. Yeah, well, that's if you like nonfiction. And, you know, a lot of kids do because they're soaking up learning. But if they want to read fiction, you know, Amazon is perfect. You got that Kindle store and kids are buying books up, you know, hoarding them up. And, and so there's still that. Yeah, you got to buy it, but you know as well as everyone else that uh, Amazon is able to really uh, slash the prices, um, and it's yeah. you know ninety nine cents for a kid's book. You know, I mean that's why we don't make any money. Um, yeah, but- you know they were t- you know on the webinar today they were talking about that that Amazon you know seventy uh, percent of all the books 
are sold at Amazon. You know, that's what uh-huh. they were saying. And there are now more independently published than, you know, in indie. There's a lot, you know, now. So many people are out there. And the, like somebody was mentioning to me that the COVID, they are checking. Like so, because when I wanted to do my story on children, somebody had mentioned to me, if you're going to add things and it's not exactly the fact, Amazon is taking them off. So I don't know if that's, you know, Amazon is watching a lot of things, so I really don't know. But I guess because they don't want bad information going out there on this particular subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, it's hard to say. Me, we used to have one book, like only a only uh, yesterday or whatever, or some of the other books, uh, a separate piece or whatever, and the mm-hmm. teacher used to discuss that with us. Now yeah, we you're gonna buy the, you're still gotta buy the book. No. And yeah. No. I tried to get a free copy of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I, you can't get it. You gotta buy for it. School. No, for school the districts provide the books for the kids. I'm talking. I'm talking. You mean me. now? You mean I'm now? Not... Yeah, yeah. Leanne, what are, are you going to be selling? You said you had a lot of books now. So, are you going to yeah. be selling them on your own website? I don't know. That's a good question. I was just invited yeah. this week. There's a local festival that's one of the few that hasn't been canceled in October. They've invited me to come sell books there, and I'm kind of on the fence. Everybody has to wear masks, even though it's outdoors, but I'm like, do I want to take the chance? Is that a good idea? And I haven't decided yet. If I was there, I'd go and visit you and do do this and help you out. Well, otherwise, otherwise you could probably, you could sell them online. I mean, you have them, so, you know... uh, you know, it's it's still early enough to sell. If it could be, you know, I don't know. You know, it's all. You know, there's so many things that you can do with your own books, but you know, there's so many books out there now. It's very hard to put yourself in a situation where your book is going to sell a ton. You know, and right. that's right. that's the other problem with the webinars. They tell you a lot of people don't listen to the fact that people are because some people are just lying that they sell like you know they make like ten thousand dollars a month selling books, which would be really mm-hmm. nice. But I know and very if few. If you believe that, I have swampland. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you know, so maybe you could try. Maybe you could add it to your website and see if they'll you know you have them. So what the you yeah, know what I mean? Because I have literally boxes. Yeah, because I ordered should. books because I thought I'd be having book signings this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So maybe, put them, maybe put them on your website. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, next so, year when the virus is sort of arrested enough, yeah, let's do appearances. Let's all do it. But I don't think in October, Leanne, I'm not sure that it's going to be that great in October. So it's no, that's, what, that's, my, that's my concern. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know and how many may, people are even going to come to this festival yeah. because and then they're taking they they they, 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 they may want to not touch the books at that time you know I mean this is right, what's happening exactly. you don't you know um, maybe if you do go you could probably have them boxed or something or in a bag already and just have you know yeah maybe one each copy. one art in a bag yeah. so yeah that might be a good idea yeah. but I'm pre bag it so they know pre bag it so you're not touching it to them so right. maybe yeah, they'll take it but I don't you know October is just it's almost September, so you know yeah it's gonna be barely, yeah. just a little over a month away, and I'm just not sure 
And Jamie, throw one a book plate with your signature on it. I'm sorry, Leanne, what? What? Throw a book plate with your signature on it. Yeah, now that's a good idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I say a book plate. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you print up these things and they, you stick it on the inside front cover and or right. what or what and let you know. Oh, I got a book plate with her autograph. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, is it a book like signing it. at a place? Or it's outside though. At a place? Do they, uh, it's, if, well, you it's, know. A, it's a fall festival. Yeah. And mm. the town here has a town square, and so what they do every October, they shut down the town square, and people yeah. can have booths, and they have usually have food. And but this year they're trying to have it, but they already have literally, you know, ten thousand restrictions. And they called me and said, hey, you want to do this? You know, you're an author. You can sell your books. We could do an author corner. And I'm like, I don't know. See, but the thing is, the one thing is, if you go there and do all this, and what if you don't sell books? You're going to be mad at yourself for going. Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> that's, you know. Well, what, that's what, the what you do, Leanne, is get the computer up and have us come there with our virtual uh Book panel or whatever. Yeah. That would. That well, yeah, and I, I, I have. Go ahead. I don't. You know, I I don't know that these books that these events could be good this year. You know, I really That's don't a, think so. Most of them have you know? been canceled. I mean, in like. <clears throat> you know, right? This one might already be. for me. They've all been canceled, but they're trying yeah. to have this one. But I don't know. Yeah. What I'm events do you not want to cancel? What? Why do they what? not want to cancel? No, what event did you not want to cancel? Oh, I wanted, I wanted the American Booksellers Association convention this year. Oh yeah. For, Some of the do signings like they have an author fair. Those all got yeah. canceled, and I love those because. You know, we would go to these uh, small community colleges, but they would draw a wide variety of authors and then people, but they're all canceled. And I wish we could have had those because they were great. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. I I know somebody will be on Festival of Books and the Phoenix Comic Con. Those are two really big, very different opportunities, multi-day events, though, that – you know, we're looking at March for Tucson Festival of Books, and that was yeah. canceled back in March. And I'm like, I can't see that going forward even this March. Yeah. So that would be two years of cancellations. And, yeah. You know, Phoenix Comic Con is in the end of May, so it could be a possibility, but who knows? No. See, because even today they were talking about the fact that they're saying, are people buying books? And they are buying books, you know, but I think it's, you know, it's so difficult with so many authors out there now. I mean, and, you know, and a lot of these authors, they shouldn't even be out there, but they are, you know. And right. It's, you right. know, but, and, and the person that suffers is the reader gets the book because then they have somebody that is, uh, you know, giving them good reviews and they're they're not even looking at the book. So we, we all know this. So, I mean, this is the whole thing, you know. I'm hoping some new things will come up because I do think, you know, you see all these authors, they have their books, but nobody knows what to do now. You know, right? Yeah. Which right. Dina, which is one thing, Dina, is because we're thinking in our head, if we are sitting here writing 
we're going to sell these things, you know, and it's like, you know, some of the creativity does go out because we all know we want to sell books. I mean, even though we all, everybody wants to write and they enjoy it and they love it, but they'd like to sell books, you know, so yes. uh, I don't know. And Amazon, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Well, you know, they, if they are the only, you know, I'm, I'm on Smashwords. I go back and forth, you know, I don't know if we talked about this before. So Leanne, are you on Amazon? KDP Unlimited on all your books? Uh, some of them are. Some of yeah. my books I have put out myself. Then I have several publishers. They're all small publishers. Yeah. But all of my books are on Amazon. Almost all of them are on, like, Barnes & Noble. Most so they're on, on right, so they're on everywhere, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. D- Dina, what about you? Yes, I uh, all of my books are on Amazon, Kindle. They're on um, iBooks, Sony, Smashwords. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I, you know, then I'm thinking, um, I don't. You know, see, the good thing about um, I, I took my books off the, you know, the unlimited. Then I might add a few because yeah, you too. can give free days. Then you can give free days, and then people at least, you know, they come in and they look at a book and maybe they'll look at your other books you know and so that's one thing but Smashwords I just think a lot of people I don't know they just seems like a lot of people don't know about Smashwords and I, we had him on I remember Virginia and I years ago we had Mark on and I, I don't know you know when I whenever I put things out from Smashwords they don't even know what it is Do you yeah. find that? Yeah uh, you know what there are many people who make a lot of money going strictly through Smashwords. They're, they do their marketing through them. They learn a lot. Mark Coker is a genius, and so are his people. But um, most of us use it as a distribution. Don't, don't give him genius. He's a very savvy entrepreneur, but he ain't a genius. I'm sorry. So what do you, when you said he does things, what things does he do that, that are different that maybe I don't know about either? So maybe what... What do you? What do people do on Smashwords? Uh, well, that Smashwords is his baby, and I get, you can have coupons. You can give people right. That's right. Um, marketing, but using the link, you know, being proprietary, just like Kindle with Amazon, you know, with unlimited. If you're yeah, but the thing is, when you, when people don't seem to know when they get onto the site, it's not that it's not the same. They all a lot of people have Amazon accounts. But mm-hmm. that's one of the problems is that when you say Smashwords, which Smashwords is, it takes you to the schools, it takes you to Barnes & Noble and everywhere. That's the thing about Smashwords. But when you, you know, try to explain it to people or, you know, they offer different prices, like when they have special features that they do. Right. But I'm just wondering what else you do. They don't have, you know, where ads or they, do they have that or ads and things? They just have the coupons, which you think people right. would know, but they don't get it sometimes. Yeah, uh, Marsha. Honestly, I don't use them for anything more than a distributor. Okay, to that's, yeah. I, see, that's to, what right. That's um, right. iBooks and Sony. Right, and that's the only reason I would them. use them either. That's why I, my books are on there too, just distribute. But my books they sell just, there. Would, Let me tell you, they say, you know I I get my royalty checks from Smashwords all the time because yeah. of the distributorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you I, know, I, I get a lot of yeah. questions. We're not just books, we're media, okay? Do you think, and I say this honestly, do you think that that movies and everything on TV will be the same or do you think it's going to disappear? 
No, I, I don't think it's going to disappear. I, I mean, don't think we still have we still have cassettes. <laughs> if you yeah. No, I think it's not going to disappear. I think you know people love the movies, you know, and they love you know Netflix has new movies, and you know, and some are going to be good, some aren't going to be good. But I do think stuff from Netflix is fifteen is ten years ago or five years ago or rebranded. Well, they have a lot of diff- they have a lot of new stuff on on Netflix. I think and you know, some of it's rebranded, and some of it's older stuff. That's been rebranded. Well, meaning you know, they that have a lot of, they, they have a lot of uh, subtitles. They have a lot of subtitles and things like that. But I think there are some new things. You know, uh, Hulu has new things too. I mean, you know, they all yeah. have new things. You know, but the problem that I find is there's so many series. Sometimes you just want to watch a movie. Right. You don't want to yeah. watch three seasons. You know, I just got done with, with, and I loved it. It kept me occupied mentally. Uh, It was uh, Tyler Perry's uh, Have and Have Nots and then The Oval Office. Uh, I I was, every time I was watching it, I'm like shocked at the things that they do. And he's, I mean, I I don't know. What about The Crown? What? The Crown. The Crown? The Crown, you know. Oh, The Crown, yeah. That's true. The, right. the crown. I'm waiting for them to do the last season with uh, Prince Philip, played by Jonathan Price, and uh, I, I want to see who's going to play Diana and Camilla and and Charles. Yeah. Because I, I just think I'm I just sorry, think there's I'm so many. There's watcher. just so many to watch, and sometimes like I, I, it was. It's like it was got to be like a job because. Sitting there, there's like seven seasons, and I'm going like, oh my god! And on one of them, the first one had like four, like thirty or forty episodes. I was like, what? But I kept watching them, you know. <laughs> so I think that you know that's one of the things I'm looking now just for a movie because sometimes you just want to watch one movie, you know, and not have yeah. to go through a whole series. But I think you know, look at. I don't know if movies will be there. We don't really know. You know, I'm sure in a few months when we talk about these things, it, we don't, we hope that some of this will be behind us. You know, um, depending well, on the fact. Well, I always watch the same movies. Well, what? No, I watch the same movies over and over. I'm sorry, Leanne. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, I. I've watched some series on Netflix, but there, she's Marcia is right. There's times you just want a movie, <laughs> right? But right. I, I don't know if I own as many movies as Bennett, okay. but I own a lot, and I'll rewatch them too. My yeah. favorite movies, I'll just watch. But yeah, what are some of your favorites? I also enjoy the uh, limited series where you know, especially yeah. for Masterpiece Theater, where they've got yeah, you know, oh yeah, like yeah. Two episodes, six episodes, you know. Yeah, I like that. Short but a little <laughs> right. more. Right, I look at that. I, sometimes you go in and look at the episodes to see how many there are, but yeah. sometimes it says there's six, and then all of a sudden you're on the six, and it goes, then more come on. And then you go, like, what happened here? It's like ten now. I like you know? Aspen and Once Upon an Eagle and some of the other wonderful things around, but you're talking a movie, and... I mean, my favorite movies are from the 70s and the 80s, and you try to tell somebody it's a great movie, and they're looking at it. It's old. 
And yeah. I'm like, well, that's, so that's am the same. I. That's you know what? But that's the the same. The, you know what the problem is? That's the problem with books. And that's I talk about this a lot on my show. I find that the librarians and you know now they're not there or whatever, but. Why? What's the difference? Why do you tell people it should be the new books? There are so many older books. If somebody has a book that's three or four years old, that's not an old book. Read it. it. Just doesn't have to be from like one month ago. That's one of the problems. It's they look at the date of the book, and the, and some of the you know bookstores would say like here are the new books, and then someone would say, well, we don't have that one. That's an old book, old book, three years, you know? So I think that's a problem for authors because people that, that's what they were talking about a little on the webinar today. They were mentioning, so what? An old book, you can re, you know, bring it out again and put on, you know, try to market it a different way and it becomes new to some people. So I think that that's a problem because what's wrong with some of the books that are from four and five years ago that all of us have written? You know, you don't have to write. Why not a hundred years ago? Why not a hundred years ago? Prince and the Pauper, the adventures of uh, the adventures of Huck Finn, the you know uh, some of the other around the world in eighty days. And I'm not talking to David Niven. Right, I think I, I think it. probably what what happens sometimes is people, you know, they you know they just don't do that. Now they just you know they're not, that's how it's different now. It, it is different. They go, oh, no, we don't want this, you know. But some of those books are wonderful. But then again, some of the books, if you see some of the old books, they if they would ne- would never be published right now. They'd look. You couldn't get a publisher to publish some of them. They'd go, "This was wrong, and that's wrong," and you know mm-hmm. they don't like the title. But now, see, now everybody's so fussy with everything. It's hard for authors because you got to have the best picture ever, the best title, you know, and it's hard. So sometimes well, okay. your title how, how sometimes the title slavery. just doesn't work for people. No, but th- then you had things like Huck Finn had slavery. Well, you can't have that today, supposedly. Oh no, you have to you have to amend it. And I say, or you have to put a a disclaimer that this is a historical novel. You know, you can't. Well, Dina, Dina, when you're teaching, when Dina, Dina, when you're teaching, are, do you have to be mm-hmm. careful about what you? teach now or do uh, do they have any restrictions on what absolutely absolutely i had i had been teaching ray bradbury's martian chronicles for years to my advanced kids and um, last year year, a student's one of my student's parents successfully got it removed from the middle school guess who's using martian chronicles the high school Mm -hmm. district Mm. So now I I'm wondering, yeah. teaching a book, you know, yeah. that I absolutely adore. Um, and then, um, yeah, we have committees that it, it has taken us forever to choose books, novels to be ancillary to our unit. Wow. Um, I, I, I was wondering about that. Yeah. So touchy. You know, you've got yeah. language, you have sexual themes, you've got. Um, you've got Peyton, you've you got know. Peyton Place now. This is like Peyton Place. Revisit it. Leanne, how do you feel you, about that? Yeah. Well, you know, there's so much where you'll see this book or this or that movie, and they'll say, "Oh, we can't watch that anymore." And I think, <laughs> can't we watch them or read them with the knowledge this was written or produced or made in a different yeah. time? Yep. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. They, they have a, a disclaimer a always these days. But they have a disclaimer always that this is a historical novel. It was done in the 19-whatevers, and it, yeah. it now cannot be in, you know, why use such ideals? Just, it's a book. Read it. Right. I think a lot of I think a lot of authors probably feel this way too because you know you you know especially some some books that are really excellent and you go like oh my god you can't they won't sell those books anymore so it's like oh my god you know and I think so I, I you know it's an interesting subject because I think people that are authors you know a lot of us you know read certain books and that we're not we just learned how to you know, love reading and just how to see how stories are done, you know, by reading older books. Just like when I, I like screenplays writing, you know, I don't do it now, but I have 12 of them. But, I mean, I when I watch a movie, I love it, you know. And I think that, you know, this is one of the things, some of the movies that they're going to take off, too, we all love certain things. So I think, uh, Leanne, what you said, I mean, we don't know anymore what's going to happen. So this is changing fast, you know, and I'm sure for you, Dina, it's really hard as a teacher to do this now because you, you can't say the wrong thing, too, to the class. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dina, just, what books yeah. inspired you? I don't care how old they are. What books were your inspirations? And you could go and tell me Shakespeare for all I care. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> I do love Shakespeare. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I, <laughs> I know that. I know that because you told me. And I, and I show my kids that thick book, and they're like, oh, my God. Um, books that inspire me. There is a book written by Roderick Townley. Um, he's a children's writer called The Great Good Thing, and it was such a unique way of presenting this Crossing the crossing the fourth wall, if you will, but crossing the fourth wall between character and character, like you, you don't know, like characters come to life when when you. It, it changed my perspective on reading. Like characters get rusty if you don't read their books over and over, and so when you and, and when you open a <laughs> yeah. book. When you open a book, like their life um, existed before you opened that book. So what what's happened, you know, before you open that book? It's it, right. just an astounding it, book. Yeah. Um, and how the characters what's it called again? What's it called? I don't know. A girl's what's... dreams. It's called The Great Good Thing by okay. Roderick Townley, and he eventually made it into a trilogy. I am pure to the first one. It's just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. What about a candle for Leibowitz? What about, as I said before, Mark Twain's books? Uh, Poe. I'm also uh, inspired by Jane Austen's books. I can't lie about that, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jane Austen's books I just adore. Um, I, I'm inspired by the angst of Edith Wharton's Ethan Foam. That was in, that was very impactful to me. Um, you know, the learning about tragedy and comedy from Shakespeare and how that plays out in real life sometimes. You know, yeah, those yeah. those things are very uh, inspirational to me. Um, as far as mentors go, like mentor authors who. 
I look to their work, their body of work um, to learn from. That would be uh, Cheryl and Kenyon for me in terms of world building and character development. Um, and then uh, Karen Moaning for the skillful way that she blends past and present in her Paranormal Time Travel, you know, the Highlander series. Um, and then her Faye series. So, you know, these are women that I look up to um, and and learn from. Um, but And the others were inspirational, yeah. Leanne, do you have any you're, that you're... Oh, you know, a lot. A lot of a the lot. books that inspired me were their older books. And a lot of them I read when I was either an older child or young adult. A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, that was a phenomenal... Oh, yeah, that was good. Read. That was good. And... I'm actually just recently reread it because I will reread books. You know, it may not be every year; it might be ten years. But if I like it, sooner or later, I'll probably come back to it. Yeah. But, I think I think if people if people did that, I think maybe you know, thinking about it as we're talking about it, it it really would help people that are even beginning writers to really try to write the right way. You know, not that there's a right way, but I mean, try to write a real story. You know, not copy from other people that you've read you know just how to when you look at a book and then your mind wanders and your own characters come out rather than mm-hmm. you know when you know you're reading somebody's book and it's not that great of a book and you're thinking oh this book sold so like maybe i'll make my characters like that you know but right. really when you're really being creative and i want to get the i want to get the mind before the before the time elapses so please let's get there Oh, you mean you want to talk about your show? I want to tell my favorite book. Oh, your book? My favorite book. Okay. Okay. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and I don't mean the movie. The movie is great. The book. Oh, Oh, the book book inspired me. I loved it. It was great. I used to wear top hats, and people were saying, why are you doing that? I said, just call me Willy Wonka. Uh, you know, but there are also other books. I mean, I hate to say it. I was addicted to a series called The Executioner. It was supposedly written by uh, Don Pendleton. But I don't know if he did all of them or his name was just plastered on it. But it was an interesting series about the man against the mafia and the inventive ways he got in and out of things. They they don't do those kind of series anymore. Mm-hmm. I love The Executioner. I love The Destroyer, which is Remo Williams. Uh, I love, well, you I, know. Well, I think that probably some of the publishers now, they go like, what have you got that's new, new, and a page turner? And, you know, if it doesn't mm-hmm. knock you out in two pages, they don't take it. And, you know, when you're well, reading, there is a, begi- a beginning, middle, and end. And I think now they want you to, put it all in the beginning and then you go oh my god how can you do all this in the beginning you know well the publisher used to have a series and i mean was the executioner went to like 115 books 120 books and it was each book was entertaining it was how he got out of this or how he did that it was interesting. I I thought it was when I was a kid and when I was a, a teen. Yeah, and I an think adult. I think there's all kind of things that are different now, and you know, 
that that's what makes the world go round, you know, and I'm hoping, right. we all hope that people love books. So I'm going to end the show now because it's already after nine for you guys. And uh, Dina, you have your day tomorrow, right? What time does it start? What time do you start? Uh, 7.30, so I'm up around 6. All right, all right. So, okay. All right, I'm so happy you came on the show. You know, that's why we did it at night, because I knew, you know, that I want to have you on the show, and you're busy. So tell everybody where they can find you. So you can find me at my website, www.dinaremiel.com, which I spelled earlier, R-E-M-I-E-L. Also on Facebook. I'm active on Facebook. You can uh, send me there. Um, and all of my books, I told you already, are all on the uh, online retailers. And uh, if you want a hard book, if you want a, a paperback book, you can always email me at uh, dremiel at yahoo.com, and I, uh, we can set up a, a shipping. I can sign yeah. it for you and send it to you. Yeah, that's a good thing. All right, so Leanne? Uh, my books are on Amazon. I'm just about everywhere. I will spell my name because that's the biggest stumbling block people sometimes I know. have. <laughs> Maybe I should have picked an easier, you know, like, it's really my maiden name is Sonheimer, but maybe I should have picked a pen name. But anyway, it's Leanne, yeah. which is L-E-C <laughs> and then A-N-N, Sonheimer, yeah. S-O-N-T-H-E-I-M-E-R, and then Murphy because that's my married name tacked on to the whole rest of it. Yeah, there I'm you go. Facebook, yeah. All right. They you know, find me in newspapers. Now, my newspapers, they make me use Leanne Murphy because in the beginning. Oh, they, they do? Said, yeah, right. We can't spell Sondheim. <laughs> the byline so, is too too long. Too long. <laughs> so in the newspaper, it's Leanne Murphy. But okay. That's about the only place. <laughs> and, Bennett, tell us about your show Thursday. Uh, well, it depends on, I, I have a little problem called my computer. I'm getting a new one on Thursday, and so I'm hoping to have a show on Thursday. I'm, if I don't I understand, I'll tack it on somewhere else. But I'm hoping to have a show if I have a computer. Okay, it'll be with Melissa. Okay, so. It will be with Melissa Kerr, who I love dearly, and I wish that I, I hope. This happened, but I had a big computer problem, and now I, I'm virused supposedly on this computer, and I got to get a new one. Oh. So yeah, right. it's a pity, it's a shame. Unless Marsha opens the chat room, uh, we won't have a yeah, show. I but otherwise, that. I could probably okay. do that on Thursday. I could and, I, and, yeah, I and, and I would surely with uh, Melissa Kerr. It is a, a one. She's an author. She's a writer, she's a speaker, and she is Pub- that smart. She has smart a publishing a company herself, too. She has a publishing company, too. She's a movie reviewer. She's got a lot going on. <laughs> Plus, she's very nice, too. All right. So. Oh, is that is that the truth? I, I thought. Yeah, oh uh, it's the truth. I know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you all very much for coming. And um, as you know, you're always welcome. If you have any books that you want to talk about, just let me know. And I'm happy to have you on the show. And I love discussions where we just talk about whatever we talked about. So I think for me, you know, I like this because, you know, you never know what you're going to talk about daily. I don't know what I'm doing the next (laughs) five minutes. All right, thank you well, all. Thank you so Have much. a good night. Okay, Bennett, I'll, uh, Bennett, okay, we'll do the show on Thursday. I'll open the chair. I'll open the room. <laughs>
Okay. Okay. Thank you. Right. Everybody okay. have a good night. Fly right, right yeah. and be safe. All right. Take care, Bye. everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.